Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scouts. I have a very Christmassy Sam uh, with me today <laughs> to discuss her Game Week 17 draft. I feel very underdressed, I mean kind of like grey and I feel a bit, you know, I don't know if you're watching Wednesday on, on Netflix. I, feel a I bit, am. It's good, isn't it? I feel a bit Wednesday. Oh, I'm that. I feel a bit Wednesday today, uh, whereas you've gone, you've gone a roommate style, colour everywhere. It's December now, As Come on, yeah, you've got to get in the Christmas spirit, stop being a Grinch. Let's go. I just had a, a loft pole up in the background before we started this stream. That's, that's bad. I really am Wednesday uh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, hi to everyone uh, in the chat. Uh, thank you for checking this out. We are uh, continuing to do a bit of a hybrid of World Cup content. So Andy uh, will be around tomorrow and Joe and Tom to discuss the unlimited transfers. But in and around that, we are adding in some FPL content uh, into it. And where better to start? than looking at some FPL drafts. How, how, are you, how are you finding everything, Sam? How are you finding World Cup? You enjoying it? I am, actually. Do you know, I was... When the World Cup was supposed to, you know, going to be in the winter, I was a bit like, mm, not sure about this. Like, winter's for, you know, mm. getting in front of the fire, watching a film or a new TV series and, like, you know, with a cup of hot chocolate. It's not really for football in a, like a World Cup, is it? But actually, really, I'm re really enjoying it. There's been some really good games... Um, yeah, it's been good, but I'm really enjoying tinkering with my FPL team, I've got to be honest. Like, I can't seem to leave it alone. I keep keep going back there. Drawn into the FPL app, I am. Yeah, I, I, I have been enjoying the World Cup, but I have to say last night was probably the first time that I've really, really got excited about a game. I know there's been the shocks yeah. like Saudi Arabia winning and, and that kind of thing, but you always sense Argentina were probably going to qualify and that game probably wouldn't wouldn't mean too much. But you know, last night with with you know at one point you know Mexico were going through no Poland were going through on yellow cards, yellow cards, yeah, and then it switches to the other game and straight away they scored and all the, all the fouls. I mean that was it was incredible scenes uh, last night. And as we head into the knockouts, it's going to kind of get more and more. Uh, there's a cat a Christmas there's a cat, cat as well now Christmas I've, got, cat. I've got all sorts of going on here now today he's <laughs> going to stay apparently yeah it's good you've been um, keeping your eye on, on Game of 17 though uh, we're going to talk about your draft and talk about some of the players that are playing in the World Cup and how you're kind of shaping up before we do that let's talk about uh, Talk Sports if you've watched any of the videos so far you'll see that Talk Sport are sponsoring um, a lot of the stuff that we're doing at the moment they've essentially set up these fan zones for different games uh, across the World Cup uh, being held at League Street Arches in Waterloo and you can grab a ticket for £10 and you get a beer with that as well or a soft drink if you're not drinking uh, <laughs> and today for example it's Croatia-Belgium, uh, Canada-Morocco and then later on 
uh, this evening it's Japan, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany. And then you've got uh, the final uh, kind of uh, group stage matches, South Korea, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay on Friday uh, and Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon, Brazil in the evening. And then it's on to the knockouts. So Netherlands, USA uh, on Saturday. And of course, uh, England will be playing on Sunday uh, as well. Oh, here we go. Uh, so <laughs> there's a link in the description. Do check them out if you're looking for a place to watch the football. Even if you, like, like me, some of my friends have just bailed on the plans that we had for Sunday. Uh, so something like this is a good uh, idea. Come come to me. You can watch it with oh, me if do. you want. Yeah, I'll, I can't get a roast. It's like seven, isn't it? Um, That's all right. You can come earlier, have on. a roast, yeah. watch the football. Might be a good option, actually, Sam. I might take you up on that. <laughs> yep. So if you're not interested in Fan Zone, uh, let's all go to Sam's house to watch it <laughs> or is that invite just for me I mean everyone's welcome it's not that big though so <laughs> might be a bit so, squeezed Sam, Sam, Sam's address in the description <laughs> how can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> um, right let's talk about uh, game week 17 then so uh, I did my first foray into this uh, the other day it was interesting actually I was looking at the mm. fixtures and looking at the double game week announcement and, and stuff like that um, let's start with the kind of defence that you've put together. So you've gone for what I think is going to be overwhelmingly the most popular goalkeeper combination uh, in Kepa and Ward. And then you've gone for Dallow, Trippier and Cancelo, which again, I think is going to be really, really template uh, yeah. as we go forward. It's really hard to look past Trippier. Um, I, I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about him. He's a top scoring FPL defender. Newcastle got good fixtures. He's playing well at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Everything looks good. Um, but let's talk about Kepa and, and Ward's it's just it just makes sense, doesn't it? It does, and I think particularly with the Chelsea double game week in game week nineteen, it makes a lot of sense to have to have Kepper in there. Obviously, I'm going to keep an eye on the flag, make sure that he's going to be fit and, and ready to go for game week seventeen. But I think if he is, I mean, there is the option, and I did do another draft where instead of having Kepper there, I had um, Everson, and I had the basically the the mm. Leicester air and spare um, on the basis that then that would allow me to upgrade one of my other defenders and have Reese James instead. So still cover Ooh. out the Chelsea defence. And that is something that I am looking at because Creswell could easily be Reese James. Is, if he, I fit? Take... is he Is he, he going to be fit for the start? Well, again, so it's another one, isn't it? So the Keperun and Reese James thing, and this is one of the reasons I'm enjoying the price freezes is that mm. I can just afford to just wait See who's fit, listen for news from Potter when we start to get some kind of more word and when we start to see the teams starting to play, because a lot of them are going to have matches, obviously, in the build-up to um, game week 17. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on Reese James. There's also um, Chilwell as well that's got the potential there. So I'm going to be keeping close ears on what Potter's got to say about these three defensive options in Kepper, Chilwell and James because I do think I want in on the Chelsea defence. Fixtures are nice. Um, There is a double game week in there. The double game week does include um, a difficult game against Manchester City and so Mm. I don't see a clean sheet in that one, which a little bit puts me off Kepper because really his only route to points is, is through the clean sheets. Whereas if you go with one of those wing-back options at Chelsea, then you do obviously have the attacking threat that they bring as well. So I'm still a little bit here and there on it, but I do I do like the value that you get from having the Ward-Kepper double up. It's, it's two teams, potential to play the fixtures and, you know, both first-choice goalkeepers. Close ears, is that a saying? Close ears, yeah, why not? What's wrong with that? Nothing. Just not heard that. How, how? What else would you? How, what other kind of ears? Would you been have? a close, keen, keen ear. I don't know. Close, keen ear. Cl- close, close eye. Close eye. Close, close eye, ear. Close. 
I don't know. No, me neither. Anyway. Well, you know what I mean. Anyway. I do know what you mean. Yeah. So would, would listening. You, would you consider the double up then? Would you consider a Kepper and James and Chilwell, or or Chilwell? Sorry, um, double up, or would you probably just go for one? I think I'd just go for one. I don't really like defensive double ups usually, um, because if the clean sheet goes, which you know, and Chelsea have not been solid no. at all defensively this season, and if the clean sheet goes, then you 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 get that kind of oh, I'm in the. You know, I'm down in the doldrums, aren't you, really? Because you've lost those six potential points. Um, I, I don't know. Look, I think for me, the Chelsea double up defensively wouldn't be something that I'd want to do. Arsenal defensively, I, I think about doubling up on though on them because they've got the same as Chelsea. There's a double game week in there. Again, it's got a tough fixture in as part of their double game week, but they're they've kept a lot of clean sheets. I think they've got four in the last five. So there's more potential there to double up, particularly when you look at players like. Um, Brett Ben White, who's really nice and cheap, and mm. you can couple him up with a Gabriel or a Saliba, who are a little bit more expensive, or Ramsdale if you want to go with the goalkeeper option. Because you've got that budget for anyone in White, I think you've got more potential there for the double up. But at Chelsea, I think you go with one because I don't see that many clean sheets for them. Even in the nice fixtures, I still think they'll concede. Yep. I mean, Chelsea haven't haven't been keeping clean sheets. They've been struggling. No. There's probably going to be a lot of rotation as well with their players yep. coming back at various times. And yeah, Potter's going to have a difficult job, I think, especially with, you know, players like Pulisic and Ziyech um, yep. playing well in the, in the tournament as well. It's going to give him a few more selection, you know, decisions uh, to make. I mean, another team that hasn't been doing that well defensively is Manchester United. Uh, mm -hmm. We're seeing Dallow in a lot of sides. We're seeing uh, Shaw creeping into a lot of sides, obviously having a really good Euros yeah. Uh, for them as well it's another kind of fixtures over over form isn't it and in that mm -hmm. kind of back line I mean Dallow's attacking numbers are, are really poor so are Shaw's um, for United but when you look at the fixtures for Man U Nottingham Forest at home straight away then Wolves then Bournemouth it doesn't get much better does it than those three no it doesn't and what I like about this squad is that there's there's five defenders that I would happily play so on the weeks where you know if Manchester United come back and they don't perform defensively solidly in those first couple of game weeks Dello's easily movable to the bench and I can I can play Creswell or um you know I, there's plenty of flexibility mm. in that back line there isn't a kind of a non-playing or there isn't you know in the past this season I've had Nico Williams in that fifth defender spot we don't have to have that with this draft the way that it is at the moment I mean you can still go there of course so you go Patterson at Everton in that fifth spot but I think that you have a lot of scope and flexibility with these unlimited transfers to give yourself five good defenders but with three of them being at really really budget friendly prices so you can invest in the bigger teams that have got the nicer fixtures but if they don't perform it's easy enough to swap them out I think that's the way I'm, I'm looking at it with Dallow yes he hasn't got that many clean sheets so far. Yes, the attacking threat hasn't quite been there yet, but they do seem to be getting better under Ten Hag. And, and with Ronaldo now let, leaving the club, I wonder whether there might be just a a better atmosphere, you know, whether that, that situation having been dealt with now maybe just kind of clears the air for a fresh start at the club. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think it will. I think that's, that's got to be a, a cloud. You know, when the team's doing mm. well and performing and you've got a player so highly regarded in the dressing room, yeah. not joining him with celebrations, not happy with what, how things are going. I, th I think you're right. I think it is going to be um, a bit of a lift for everyone. Because I, I don't think he's a, he's just not a 10 hard player, but what do you do with someone who's earning that much money, has that much of an influence? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's tricky. So it's that, that decision being made for him is, is, is probably going to help them. Um Looking at midfield, I mean, there is a notable name missing uh, from your midfield, a player that you've been threatening to sell for 
ages. I don't know if you ended the end of the last end of the first half of the season uh, with him without him. But no Salah uh, for you. You've gone Almiron, you've gone Kulusevski, you've gone Martinelli, and you've gone Foden. So yeah, no Salah. Haven't had Salah now for while game week mm. six seven whenever we all sold him originally um haven't had him since didn't bring him back for the last couple of game weeks either uh, it's tough because for me the priority was Kane and Harlan up top they're the two highest scoring players in the game fixtures are nice both have got double game weeks in the new year um even with Kane going hopefully a long way in the world <laughs> cup um, he'll still get flogged by content when he gets back. Like he's still going to start for Spurs week after week. I, I can't see, I can't see much of a time where he doesn't particularly, you know, when you consider that we've got, you know, son with his mask, he wasn't great in the world cup so far anyway. And and I don't think they're going to progress that he'll be home early. You've got Kuliseski, but Richarlison obviously staying out probably um, too. So it's tough. I think Kane plays. And so they were my priority. And then it was looking at how do I build the rest of the squad? And would I like Salah in there? Yeah. Like, I I haven't been that impressed with Salah so far this year. I worry quite a lot about this Liverpool team and what what they might look like. Because we're due Jota and Luis Diaz back over the next few weeks in the build-up to game week 17. They're supposed to be available for that match. And then you've got Darwin. So when you add they, these guys, plus Firmino, plus Salah, there's a lot of players for three positions mm. on the pitch. Now, I think Salah is pretty much ever-present in that team. I don't see him getting rotated much. So that's one less issue to contend with with him. But for nearly 13 million, I don't think we're seeing enough from Salah so far this season to make me justify spending that level of price on him particularly when I look across at Darwin who is performing better in terms of FPL returns and is significantly cheaper so I've made my Liverpool decisions on that basis there is still a big part of me if Luis Diaz is fit that will be really tempted to go back there because he was brilliant for me in the early part of the season it's just that rest, isn't it? It's the rest yeah. for Salah having having no World Cup yeah. action at all, and and Darwin off with Uruguay. I mean, Uruguay are in trouble um, they are. in in that group, but they will be hopeful of of getting a result against Ghana and winning that game to to go through. But you know, Ghana have got three points themselves, and you know, are mm. in a good position given that they're the lowest ranked tournament uh, team in the tournament. So, really interesting game that um, to to see what happens because if if Uruguay do go out, then I think that does make Nunes probably as attractive an option as Salah, given that he's going to have a three-week break. But if Uruguay yeah. do progress and, you know, then they get through the net and it goes on and on and on, I think every game that Uruguay stay in the tournament, Salah becomes more and more attractive, um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's the budget for me. I just don't think he's worth nearly 13 million. He's not shown anywhere near the, the, that price point in terms of, you know, when you look at mm. what's going on around him in terms of the price the price that he is versus, you know, even Haaland, like he's more expensive. Um, you just, I think that there are other options at Liverpool that aren't Salah. I agree with you on Darwin. I think if he stays in the tournament for a long time, then, but then you've obviously got Firmino who hasn't travelled with Brazil and could easily come in. Like it could be that I do a little bit of a, a hokey-cokey with Liverpool forwards <laughs> and have Firmino to start if, if Nunes goes a long way in the competition. And then swap them for each other come come January when Nunes is back. Because let's be honest, Nunes is going to be, I would have thought, more preferred than Firmino 
longer term if you look at it over the course of the season as a whole might i regret not having salary in here yes maybe like i you know he is going to return points i don't for one minute think that salah's going to get no points and i don't for a second think that not having him won't hurt at points but i look at where the priorities for me are in terms of this squad that i'm building and hitting the double game week players as well as you know playing the fixtures and i think i can do that by having darwin over salah yeah i mean we have we have four viable premiums don't we to start gaming 70 with in harlan kane salah and de bruyne yeah. um de bruyne particularly if, if belgium do get belgium eliminated <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he's going to be really really attractive i mean some of the some of the safer picks you've gone for i mean you've gone for almeron obviously paraguay aren't in the in the world cup so he's having yeah. a nice break uh being the man in form uh Kulazewski as well i was talking about him yeah. on my team selection really like that pick uh, Sweden obviously not not in the World Cup, but he's had that injury and he can now kind of fully recover from that. And you look yeah. at all the other players in that Spurs lineup. You look at Kane; they're going far with England. You look at Son; he's got the face mask playing with the World Cup. You look at Richarlison mm. starting up front for for Brazil. Kulusevski is the one that is the most likely, I think, to play across those three games when the season restarts. Um, and then the opposite of that, you've got players at the World Cup. You've got Martinelli. He yeah. should. He's starting tonight for Brazil. hasn't really been featuring too much. He looks like he's part of their. Well, very much part of their B. Their B side. Uh, obviously, you've got value tied up in him. A lot of people. And then you've got Foden as your Man City attacker of choice. Now, is there any worries about about him? Given that we've seen him benched a couple of times by Pep already, and England might be getting into the later stages of the World Cup. Massively, Foden. <laughs> Foden for me is is the one that I'm really not set on at all. Mm. Of, of, of this whole squad, his spot is the one that is completely up for grabs. It, it there are so many other options that I I like the look of as well in that sort of price point. Um, Saka isn't in my team at the moment and has been previously. I had the double up of, of Saka and, and Martinelli. I still really like Saka as a pick, and obviously Arsenal switches are nice. I, I really. The thing for me with with Manchester City and why I've kind of kept Foden at the moment is that their January to March looks absolutely ridiculous. Like feasibly, if they stay in every competition, they will play midweek and weekend every single week throughout January and February and into March. Now, there is absolutely no way that Pep won't be a full throttle mm. rotation. There's going to be players missing out left, right and centre because, you know... If like Ch Man City have got Chelsea in the, in the FA Cup third round, if that ends in a draw and they need a replay, then the double game week in game week 20 is going to get cancelled. Yep. So then they lose the double game week against Spurs, they play a replay there and then you have to fit that in somewhere else. At the moment, I feel like I, I don't have enough information about Foden to know whether I want to sell him or not, which is why I've left him there. Like I want to see where England get to in the competition. And then I want to have some time to just think about my investment in Man City. I think having two is probably going to be the way I go. I'm probably just mm. going to have Harlan and Cancelo and I'll use that Foden spot to invest in another team, whether that's going with a Chelsea midfielder, potentially, but I've not seen a lot out of them, but there's a double game week to consider. Um, or whether that's, you know, picking out one of the other the teams like I've already mentioned Luis Diaz. He's high on my priority list if fit and available for game week 17 because, you know, hasn't been at the World Cup, will be involved in Klopp's preparation yep. for game week 17. Um, and then you've obviously got the players that aren't aren't there at Liverpool who may or may not therefore start in game week 17, depending upon when they get back. So 
there are a lot of options. Foden at the moment stays because I I thought, and I still think that three Man City is a good idea, but with the amount of games they've got coming up from game week 17 right the way through mm. until March when the Champions League restarts, I'm very seriously considering just dropping down and having just the two. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Liverpool on the 20th of December. So before the Premier League season starts, that's when they play Liverpool in, in the Carabao yeah. Cup. Uh, and then it's Leeds-Everton, two really, really good-looking games, but really, really close together. So that's when you're going to be hopeful of getting your, your big points. Because then yeah. it's back-to-back games against Chelsea, game week 19, and mm-hmm. then in the FA Cup. And then it's on to United away in Spurs in yeah. that potential... And then they've got Spurs again mm. a couple of games or game week later. Got a gap and then again. So it's it's although on paper you go, oh, two Man City double game weeks, brilliant. But actually they're really difficult. I mean, in their first of their double game weeks, they've got Spurs and the Manchester Derby. And Spurs have got Arsenal, mm. the North London Derby and City. So, you know, you, you, immediately, as soon as you hear Man City in a double game week, you go, oh, I could you know, that's that's perfect. I want to heavily invest. Then when you start digging down into the games and whether the players are likely to start, how tired they're going to be on the back of the World Cup, how much rotation, because look, Pep rotates. We all know that. When we get into January, with the level of fixtures and the speed that those fixtures come, he's going to have to rotate. There's going to be rotation for Haaland. There has to be. He cannot play midweek, weekend for three months and not, break something it will be the same with players like Cancelo right you know when you've got big a big squad in the way that Pep has and a great squad in the way that Pep has when you've got Alvarez who can come in for Haaland Mm. every now and then it's ideal isn't it so I think the less risk that I can take around my players come January will be really valuable and therefore Foden whilst in there at the moment I don't think he will be when the unlimited window closes it's, it's a really interesting one. I think we're going to see some punts on players like, I don't know, Bernardo Silva or Gundogan. Or, you know, I think if Belgium get knocked out, I'm going to find it very, very hard to resist De Bruyne, I think. Because you've got to think he's going to come in and play that 17-18, both of those games, given that he's going to have a, a more extended rest than maybe some of the other players. Yeah. And I do think that if Haaland doesn't start in a game, then you guarantee that KDB will mm. and vice versa if KDB doesn't start. You, so you you would always, by having those two, you'd always have a really viable captaincy option um, from Manchester City. But it's the budget implications, isn't it? Because, you know, I am very set that I do not want to sell Harry Kane. I think with the form that he has been in, I, I want to keep him. And so by having him and Haaland, it does limit the amount of budget that I can mm. spend elsewhere. Now, yes, I could go back to changing out that defence that I was talking about before. And rather than having five five bigger good names I could drop it down to have three and then I can have Nico Williams and Patterson on the bench rather than having Creswell and White that would save me quite a lot of money but again we're not saving enough budget to then upgrade so that would be mean losing Kepper as well um having Everson in there that would save another 0.6 but you're you're basically just stripping the money out and it probably means rather than having a front three of Harlan Kane and, and Nunes having a front three of of Harlan Kane and then one of the much more cheap options, maybe Callum Wilson level budget. Mm. And then in doing that, you lose the potential to cover the Liverpool attack because if I'm getting KDB, I can't get Salah. And if I'm not having Nunes, then I probably want to have Salah. So there's all of these real question marks. And I think if if you're happy to go without Kane, 
it's doable. All of this is doable. You have you have Harlan and, and, and KDB. But for me, I wanna keep I wanna keep Harry in my team and therefore I need to really consider where I'm spending the rest of that budget. But you know, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, all of those feel like nice options at City because if they are benched, it doesn't feel quite as painful somehow as when Foden does. Yeah, like, no. I think it's the, the budget. You kind of expect stuff. it, right? Yeah. yeah, and also the, the deadlines are so quick to turn around that you've got to think yeah. if, if Gundogan misses Leeds, he's going to play Everton, for example, or, yeah. or something like that. So you're just whereas I'm not sure you can say that about Foden anymore after the no, three exactly. benches in a row. I know I exactly. I, you yeah. know, I, I would think, oh, if he doesn't play in the Leeds game, then he's definitely getting the Leicester one. But I don't think that that's the case anymore. No, uh, your three forwards are Harland, Kane, and Darwin. I think we've covered off um, those. The only real things your your players you're missing really is is a United attacker. Um, no, mm. no Martial, no Rashford, Anthony Fernandez is having a good World Cup, and, and like we yeah. talked about, there is really, really good fixtures for them. Are they are they on your radar at all? Yeah, Anthony falls in the Foden bracket. I think you know, mm. there's a few players in there. There's Saka, there's Luis Diaz, um, there's Anthony. They are the three that for me are kind of that call out for that spot over Foden. Like that's that's his competition, and I think all of them are probably better options than Foden. To be honest, um, I, I do. There is a big part of me that kind of goes, well, if I was prepared to have, you know, Richarlison over Kane, then you could afford to have these bigger hitters. And and if Richarlison keeps playing the way that he is for Brazil in the World Cup, then it's definitely it's definitely an option. But you don't I don't know, I, I'm quite set on that front three, I think. Out going for Richarlison. Oh. Well, I think it would me as well. <laughs> I mean and I, I am quite set on that front three. Like I've I've played for nearly all of this season with a really heavy front three mm. in 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 Kane uh, Kane Jesus and Harlan um so it's just a switch for a bit more budget up there with Nunes rather than than Jesus but it does mean that I do feel like a lot of the time I miss out on that kind of mid to lower price forwards like the likes of of um Mitrovic, Mitrovic who's got a double Wilson. game week yeah, Mitrovic just got double yeah. game week in game week 19. I've not had Callum Wilson yet. Like all of these players, I'd love to have five forwards. Like that's what I'd actually really like is to be able to have some more forwards. How because the season's so changed, many. eh? How the season's changed. I know, changed. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always been one for for not investing so much in the back and putting more up top. Like I always I always hate having a non-playing forward. Um, so I've always tried to have that. But this year I'm really heavily invested in, in the premiums and it's worked out quite well. You know, those guys have been performing where other parts of my team haven't. And I'm very keen to to keep that going through this second part of the season, particularly until I decide to use my second wild card anyway. Um, but through January, definitely I want I want to keep that premium forward line. So it does mean probably missing out on some of those um cheaper forward options but then I hope that by having players like Pereira I might be able to you know deal with the Mitrovic not having Mitrovic issue I mean I do look at this squad though and wonder who on earth I'm going to bench mm. every week because this there are 15 players that I would happily play week upon week and I can see my bench points just is it an issue up. though I mean it's like, like we always say it's, it's better to have points on the bench and so. be getting value from your so. players and having the options, you know, especially when there's rotation, more yeah. rotation, but we're ever going to see again, probably after given that a lot of these players are going to be coming back. Um, yeah, from tournaments. massively. So, and, you know, when you look at, you know, I, I keep talking about Man City, but you know, they could have nine fixtures in January in comparison to teams like Aston Villa who are going to have five. So you do need to kind of carefully consider how much 
if you're going to have multiple Man City players, then you need the bench that's going to cover out the fact that they're going to get rotated. So that's why I'm keen to have 15 really good players who I'd be happy to play rather than 13 who I'm happy to play and two who I really don't want to come off the bench ever because I think I'm going to need my bench in January. I think we all are. Yep. Agree. Uh, excellent stuff. Um, so that's your your team. As I said, we'll be doing more of these uh, over the coming weeks. I'll rope in some more people to show me uh, their drafts. I imagine something similar to what you've got and what I've got is, is going to be pretty template, um, I think. But again, that can the landscape of that can change dramatically based on what teams go out. I think, we'll, as I say, if Belgium go out, I think we're going to start seeing yeah. a lot more a lot more De Bruyne's. Um, entering into to people's uh, thinking. Um, before we finish, I just want to end on a bit of a somber note. There was some really sad news um, in the community on Twitter uh, today about FPL Bandit. Um, you know, from his his wife FPL Amy. Uh, I was yeah, genuinely really really sad um, to to see that. Um, and I just urge anyone who's struggling at the moment because times are hard. We're entering into the Christmas period where obviously there's a lot of joy and, and happiness, but also there's a lot of pressure. That comes with it and a lot of financial pressure for a lot of people particularly given the current climate so samaritans are there number is 116123 uh, you're not alone um you know you can reach out reach out to friends family reach out to them if you're struggling there's always people around that can listen you can hit me up in the dms as well on twitter i'm always happy to to listen and chat about things as someone who's gone through some anxiety uh, recently myself um but yeah really 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 sad news and um you know fpi me again i hope you're uh, well, not okay, but dealing with it as, as best mm. as best you Massive can. Massive love, Amy. Yep. Um, excellent. Sam, I will speak to you very soon. Good luck with your Game Week 17 uh, tinkering. Enjoy the World Cup matches today. And I don't know when we'll be back, but we'll be back at, at some point soon to do another stream. We'll be together again, we'll be causing together mischief together. and mayhem. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> Christmas is all about. 